Hey everyone, before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know about a really great credit card offer that's available right now. And it's for my favorite travel card, the Chase Sapphire Preferred Card. And this offer is about to come to an end. We don't have an official end date, but Chase has said that the offer will be ending soon. So if you want to grab it, now would be the time. But this card is typically um, offers a bonus of 60,000 points after you spend $4,000 in the first three months. And it is now elevated to 75,000 points. And we likely will not see an elevated bonus for this card for another year. Uh, historically, for the last few years, they have just raised the bonus at this time of year and only once. So I recommend this card. If you want to fly for free using miles and points, you cannot go wrong with this card. It works very well with my system. Chase works well with Southwest. It's, it's great value from Hyatt. And I personally saved uh, $6,000 using 87000 chase points this year for a hotel stay in Costa Rica. So it's a crazy amount of value that you can get out of these points um, if you understand how to use them properly. So anyway, I would love for you to consider using my affiliate link if you do apply for this card to help support the podcast and my small business. And you can do that by going to familiesflyfree.com slash chase sapphire preferred, all one word, no dashes, no spaces. So thanks for considering and enjoy today's episode. Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel, but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly-free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you had a great New Year's Eve. You spent some time with family and friends, um, and you're ready to welcome in this new year and a 2022 full of amazing travels. Now, before we get started, I want to let you know that this month I am going to be hosting a free webinar that you can attend um, on Zoom, and I'm going to be going through some very specific strategies on what you need to know to fly free in 2022. Um, this is great if you're brand new to flying free using miles and points, we'll go through the basics as well as if you're someone who is familiar with doing this, but you want it to be simpler or you want to be able to take more trips um, without having to collect so many points, this would be great for all of you. So if you want to register to attend my webinar, it's going to be on January 13th at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And you can register to attend at familiesflyfree.com slash 2022, 2022. So type that into your browser and you'll be able to sign up for the free webinar right there. So I hope to get to meet you um, January 13th, 3 p.m. Eastern, familiesflyfree.com slash 2022. Now, today's topic is um, 
a question that I'm asked a lot. It's a concern a lot of people bring to me, and it's regarding using travel credit cards to fly free. A big way that we do that is we open a new card, we meet a required minimum spend, and then we earn a big chunk of miles or points that we can then use to travel free. So a lot of times people want to know how can they meet that minimum spend in order to earn that big chunk of points, uh, particularly if they don't spend a lot every month or they don't, you know, they're on more of a limited budget. Um, how can they meet that minimum spend? And just to give you an example, so let's say that you were going to sign up for um, my favorite travel credit card, Chase Sapphire Preferred. So at the moment, it requires a $4,000 minimum spend once you're approved for this card. And then if you can meet that minimum spend in three months time, they will reward you with a big chunk of 60,000 Chase Ultimate Rewards points. So you need to be able to spend $4,000 on that card in three months in order to net that big bunch of points. So we're going to talk about some creative ways to meet a minimum spend today. It's not always the easiest thing to do to shift all of your regular expenses over to a card that say you're not going to be using on a continual basis, you know, just to meet a minimum spend. For example, um, inside of my family's fly-free membership as part of my fly-free process, we teach um, about the Southwest Airlines credit cards. So for example, you might want to open a Southwest card, meet that minimum spend, earn a big chunk of points, but that's not a card we're going to recommend that you put your day-to-day -day spending on because you're pretty much going to earn one point per dollar in most categories of spending. And it's only going to be a Southwest point. So it's something you can only use on Southwest. You're probably going to only earn one for every dollar you spend, whereas there are other cards out there like Chase Sapphire Preferred where you can earn multiple points per dollar, depending on what you're spending on, you know, whether it's travel or dining or groceries or gas. Um, and you're going to earn a flexible point that can be used with Southwest airlines, but with other airlines as well, along with, um, other with hotels also. So you could book free hotel stays with these points. And there's a lot more you can do with those points too, but just to give you an example. So you may just want to meet this minimum spend on the Southwest card, for example, and then not continue to spend on it anymore. So it doesn't make sense to move all of your recurring bills over to this card just to meet a minimum spend. So we're going to talk through some ways that you can quickly and efficiently meet a minimum spend on a card so you can get this big chunk of points um, as quickly as possible, you know, with, with and, and as easily as possible. We're always looking for the simplest ways to do things here at Family Fly Free. Before we get into that, I want to start with what you should not do to meet a minimum spend, okay? So here are four things you don't want to do. Number one is you don't want to buy something you can't afford, okay? Um, you only want to put things on this card that you can pay for. So that leads us right into number two. You don't want to buy something for which you don't have cash in the bank to cover right now or in the next 30 days. And the reason for that is if you don't pay off a credit card balance by the due date or within roughly 30 days, you're going to pay a high interest rate on that, on these cards. These travel cards tend to have a high interest rate. So we don't want to carry balance. So you don't want to put anything that you can't afford on the card. And by afford, I mean, 
you don't have cash in the bank to pay for it right now. So only put things on the card that you have cash in the bank to cover. And per my strategy, I like to go ahead and pay that right off as soon as possible that day or the next day, as soon as the charge processes to your card, take the cash out of the bank, use your debit card, pay it off. That way you don't get yourself into any trouble. The third thing you don't want to do is splurge on something you don't need. So don't be out there buying things that you don't really need because it's going to earn you points. Only things you can afford and that you need. And number four is don't buy something just to earn the points, whether you need it or don't need it. Um, don't use this as an excuse to redo your house because you would love to redo your house and, oh, you're going to earn points for doing it, uh, but you don't really have cash in the bank to cover it. So those are things we don't want to do to meet a minimum spend, but there are a lot of creative ways that we can meet a minimum spend responsibly. And this is in your power. You can, you can absolutely responsibly and quickly and simply meet a minimum spend. So here are some of my ideas for you. I've got 10 ideas and there's probably a lot more than this, but this will get us started. So number one um, is to pay for something for someone else and then have them reimburse you. So a couple of examples of this would be, um, can you pay for something for your job and then have the company reimburse you rather than asking the company to pay for it directly? It seems like that would make the most sense, but actually it's better if you can earn the points on the expenditure. And then you know that you've got, you know, until your due date to pay that balance off without paying any interest. So as long as they reimburse you by that time period, you're not incurring any extra charge and you're netting points for doing so. Another example would be, let's say you're going out to dinner with friends, um, pay for everyone's dinner on your card and have everyone, you know, Zelle or Venmo you the money. Um, that way you're netting all the points. And if it's a dining expense, you could use, for example, your Chase Sapphire preferred card and earn triple points for every dollar you spend. Um, and to just continue stacking on that, which stacking means you're earning points in multiple ways. So you'd be earning points by paying for it with a card. You could enroll in your favorite airline or hotel dining program and earn points as well if it's a participating restaurant. Okay, number two is school fees. And there's a variety of things that would fall under this bucket. So a lot of my family's Fly Free members, um, a lot of them have young kids. And so they're paying significant daycare expenses if both parents are working. That's a way that they can quickly meet a minimum spend, you know, in a month or two, just by paying for their kids' daycare with a credit card and earning a big bunch of points for doing that. Another one is I have a lot of members who have kids in college. Pay for the college tuition with your credit card and get points for doing so. Same goes for textbook rental. Um, you may have middle school, high school, and college students that you're having to pay for textbooks. Um, go ahead and use your card for that as well as for room and board if you've got students in college. Um, all of these things can add up, or even their cafeteria and you know, food budget as well. All of this stuff can add up and help you meet a minimum spend very quickly because these are significant expenses that you're paying for anyway, um, as long as you can pay them off you know, in before the interest hits, you're in good shape. Okay, um, the third option is to use a service called Plastic 
P-L-A-S-T-I-Q. And if you want to use my um, referral link, it's familiesflyfree.com slash plastic, P-L-A-S-T-I-Q. Um, you can use this service to pay bills that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to pay for with a credit card. Now, um, you can't pay a mortgage through plastic, um, but and you can't pay a mortgage with a Chase or Amex card, um, but you can pay for almost anything else. So this would include rent. Um, it would include health insurance. It would include um, some utility bills that you can't ordinarily pay for with um, a credit card or even car payments. Often you can't pay car payments with a credit card. So what happens here is you pay plastic with your card and they send a check on to the company. Now there is a fee to do this. There is roughly a 2.9% fee, 2.85, uh, 2.9% fee to take advantage of this service. But I use this a lot because it just lets me knock out a minimum spend very quickly and be done with it. I don't have to worry about have I hit it? Am I close to it? You know, and just kind of piecemeal my way to it. It's just done. I've got the points. I can move on. And if you're using this strategy to help you earn a Southwest Companion Pass, this can help you get the pass in hand more quickly. That means you have a longer time to use it, which is always a good thing. All right, we're getting to the time of year where we have to start thinking about taxes. So if you're gonna owe a sizable tax bill or any tax bill, you could use a service like plastic again to pay your taxes and it makes paying taxes a lot more palatable um, if you're earning free travel by doing so. So let your taxes earn you a minimum spend or some miles and points that you can use for free travel. All right, next is charitable donations. So if you're going to be making a charitable donation to your favorite nonprofit anyway, pay for it with your card, meet a minimum spend, earn some miles and points and some free travel for doing it. Win-win, your um, nonprofit organization gets a great donation and then you win too um, because you're helping them of course and because you're getting some free travel, yay. All right, six is um, one we're doing right now. So if you're doing any kind of home renovations, um, you need a new appliance, um, you're getting anything you know new for your home, think about using your credit card to knock out a minimum spend. This stuff adds up. So we are currently redoing our basement. So we're having expenses like for flooring and for painting, and um, we got a new sound system. And so this is another example of where you can stack. So not only can you pay for it with your credit card, but start at um, the shopping portal, like the rapid reward shopping portal. If you fly Southwest, like we do, look and see if wherever you're purchasing from um, will let you earn extra points on top of what you earn on the credit card. So for example, let's say you need a new refrigerator and you're gonna pick that up at Lowe's, you can start at the shopping portal go through, click through to Lowe's there and you'll earn, you know, one point per dollar for buying this refrigerator. And then you can have it delivered or go pick it up, whatever you want to do. Um, surprisingly, when we bought this new sound system, that store was in the rapid reward shopping portal. And we ended up earning thousands of points um, for something that we were buying anyway, plus paying for it with the credit card and earning those points on top. So that's called stacking, um, which we love to do. The more points, the better. 
Um, number seven is business related. So I have a lot of members who have businesses that incur significant expenses. So sometimes it's supplies, like they have to have equipment or they have to have inventory that they have to buy to sell, or they have significant marketing expenses like online ad spending. So you can utilize these expenses to meet a minimum spend on a business card. And when you add business cards to the mix, you can go back and listen to our great podcast with Zach Hood of Travel Freely, all about small business cards and everything you need to know. But they're a great addition to the mix because they help you earn even more points on top of the personal cards. Um, so you might as well. And some of these business cards will give you extra points per dollar, particularly for social media or um, Google advertising for shipping um, and for other, you know, like phone and internet business related expenses. So you may be able to earn even more than one point per dollar um, in addition to meeting a minimum spend and getting a big chunk of points. Um, so don't forget your business. And if you're running a lot of expenses through the business, you might as well use that as a way to build up some travel points. And a lot of people ask me, you know, does that go into like a separate, let's just use Southwest. Is there a separate rapid rewards account for my business and for my personal? No, it, you have one rapid rewards account and whether you have a business card or a personal card, they're both attached to your rapid rewards number and all those points flow into that same account. So it doesn't matter how you're earning them. They all end up in the same account and you can use them all to fly your family free. Technology upgrades is another big one. We all eventually need a new computer. I know when I bought my uh, MacBook Air, I think last year, um, Apple is almost always in these rapid reward shopping portals. We were able to I, they, and they sometimes it goes up and down. So I think I was able to get three points per dollar when I bought that. Um, and again, that's a significant expense if you're investing in a new computer or any kind of technology upgrades, um, a camera, printers, um, copy machines, microphones, all of that kind of stuff. Um, you can remember to pay for with your credit card. If it's business related, pay for it with your business card, earn your points. Um, and then don't forget about the rapid reward shopping portal or whatever airline or hotel shopping portal you use. Start there and earn more points on top. Okay, a rare one, but one I have heard is buying a car to meet a minimum spend. So I've actually had members and listeners who um, have made the down payment for a car. Um, using their credit card. So you clearly have to have a very high limit in order to be able to do this, but that's an amazing way to just quickly knock out a minimum spend. If maybe you're buying a car for, um, you know, a, a grown kid or um, even for yourself, might as well earn points for doing that. We also this year had to get tires. Um, and so we were able to, 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 um, help meet our minimum spend by purchasing tires. Eventually we all have to get tires, you know, and, or any kind of um, car repair for that matter, that can really be expensive sometimes. Don't forget the good old credit card. And we even found, uh, again, the tire company was in the rapid reward shopping portal. We were able to earn points on top. Okay, the last one I'm gonna talk about number 10 is to pay for your medical and dental bills. Um, with a card. And if, if for some reason they won't let you use a credit card, again, you can go back to plastic to pay that. But just don't forget that um, if you have high medical expenses, um, any medical expenses, 
that can also be a way to meet a minimum spend. So I hope that kind of broadens your mind, helps you think outside the box a little bit about how you can meet a minimum spend. Of course, you can meet it through all the regular stuff, gas and groceries and shopping and, um, you know, all of our ordinary day-to-day -day expenses, paying utilities, all of that. But these are some different ways that may be significant expenses that you have to incur anyway that you just can't get around that could uh, you may not be thinking about because you wouldn't ordinarily pay them with a credit card that you can pay with your card, pay right off, earn a big chunk of points. That's always a win in my book. All right, so don't forget that we're going to be hosting the free webinar on January 13th at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on what you need to know to fly free in 2022. I'm going to give you some very specific strategies that you can take to start your family flying free this year. There's no better time than now to get started. We're right at the beginning of the year. You can map out all the amazing places you want to go. And can you imagine if you didn't have to pay airfare for any of it, what a huge savings that would be. So um, go ahead and sign up for that webinar. If you can make it, we will send out the recording later. If you cannot make it live, and that will be at familiesflyfree.com slash 2022. All right, I'll see you next week. Ready to fly your family free? Come join me inside my Families Fly Free program where you get my simple step-by-step -step plan and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com join. That's familiesflyfree.com join to learn more and get started flying free today.